Hello and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. This is episode 233 and it is the last blogcast of 2020. So may the last days of your 2020 be less terrible than the previous days of 2020. You may notice that I sound a little uh, different than usual. I am at the, I'm like a week into a cold, and I do not know how I got a cold when I don't see anyone or go anywhere. <laughs> and yet, here we are. Here we are with uh, just a good old time. <laughs> anyway, uh, we, you know, the good news is about 2020 is that I this is maybe the only cold I've gotten all year. I mean, maybe back in January or something. I don't know. That's like a whole lifetime ago. I, but, you know, staying in and not seeing anyone uh, makes for healthy times for the most part, except for now. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Thanks a lot, cold. Anyway. Let's just get into it. This one um, that I'm about to read to you was inspired by my podcast statistics on the dragoning um, and a little bit on this one, uh, just like how they are so very different and being curious about that. Like, why, why are they so different and consistently different? Like, I've been watching them, you know, ever since the second one. Uh, started, you know, I've been seeing what these statistics look like, and they are just radically different. So the listeners to this are different than the listeners to that. And I just got very curious about it. And uh, I'm grateful for all the listeners in all places, um, and also curious. (laughs) So if you have answers, please send them along. Um, Meanwhile, let me read it to you. It is called, Is There a Gen X Aesthetic? Prior to my deep dive into Gen Xery, I honestly didn't think about our generation much at all. It was one of the last things I considered in my identity, particularly in my artistic identity. I have a very particular aesthetic, and I'm given to understand an identifiable one as well. I would have called that my aesthetic, not a Gen X aesthetic. Then the stats for my audio drama podcast, The Dragoning, listen wherever you get your podcasts, started to roll in, and it was absolutely clear who my audience is for that. In case you can't see this graphic, it's a chart of listeners by age, where each column is a different collection of ages. To me, it looks like a hand with its middle finger extended, and that middle finger represents people who are 45 to 59. That is most of Gen X. This has not shifted as time has gone by. The graphic looked the same when we had 20 listeners and now that we have 200. If I have a demographic for this podcast, it is clearly Gen X. Meanwhile, on the podcast version of this blog, what you're listening to right now, where I directly discuss matters pertinent to Gen X, my listeners actually skew quite a bit younger. The tallest column is people who are 28 to 34. They're squarely millennials. 
though surely not square. They're my listeners, after all. I have no idea why this is, but it is so, and has remained fairly consistent over the years. This whole mystery of the Gen X middle fingers of taste has made me wonder if my artistic work is more Gen X than I thought, and made me wonder, too, if there is perhaps an aesthetic that I'm a part of that I'm not even aware of. I mean, speaking generally, there are style choices that can be made that are obviously Gen X. If it's got graffiti scrawled across it, or if it looks like a John Hughes film, or a video by Run DMC, or Bananarama, or even if it just sounds loud and angry, those are some Gen X red flags right there. But I swear, as far as I know, I have inserted nary a Gen X cue in my podcast about women who turn into dragons. There isn't even a Nirvana or Diggable Planet soundtrack. No one finds anything grody to the max. There is absolutely nothing obviously Gen X about it that I can see. And yet, the middle finger of statistics suggests that it is a work for Gen X. This makes me wonder if some of my struggles to find a foothold in many of my artistic exploits are a generational problem. Like, if my appeal is primarily to my generation and my generation is the smallest and dwindling all the time, am I just dealing with a numbers problem? I have historically had a very hard time getting people to come to my shows. Gen X theater isn't really a thing, has never really been a thing, yet here I am, a Gen Xer making theater that maybe mostly appeals to Gen X, and Gen X won't come out of their apartments to see it. In the times when there is theater, and we're not supposed to be staying in our apartments, of course. But it's possible that Gen X will listen to a podcast if they feel like it, if it's for us. I don't know. Statistics are funny and could change at any moment, but I am so intrigued by this clear preference for this thing I made among many things I've made. What about it specifically appeals to Gen X? Did I make an accidentally hyper Gen X world? Do we have an aesthetic? And is my aesthetic our aesthetic too? There are generational markers for sure. Millennials have pink. And the whoop, we have, I don't know, torn up black clothes and mixtapes and maybe a dragon dystopic utopian world I made up. I find myself both baffled and interested. Is there a Gen X aesthetic? What is it? Do I have it? Do you? So the other thing that's slightly different between the stats of these two podcasts is that the dragoning skews uh, more female than this podcast, which I also find intriguing and confusing. <laughs> like, there, I talk a lot about a lot of feminist business on this here podcast. So, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm surprised that it skews more male here than the uh, audio drama. Um, it's like 53% or something. Anyway, I'm glad you're here, dudes. Thank you for listening. I wouldn't have expected it, and I always don't really believe it. But then I look at the stats, and they really don't shift. Like, I, I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's something like 53 
Um, and the dragoning skews, uh, what is it, 49% female, male 30-something, and not non-binary 10%. So there you go. I don't, I, 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 none of it, it makes any real uh, logical sense, but um, I'm intrigued. I find it all very intriguing. Not in a, like, marketing sense, like, how will I speak to this age group now that I know that that's who's listening? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying what I'm saying. And I'm glad everyone is here. <laughs> However old, whatever gender, I'm happy you're all here. So, uh, I'm curious, though. Curious. It's all very curious and interesting. And, you know, maybe over time we'll shift. Who knows? Who knows? So, hey, hey uh, what am I going to put here for a song? Well, the thing is, I've been sick for a week, and so I have not rehearsed nary a song for you. Not even one. Never even picked up a ukulele or a guitar. And uh, I've mostly been sneezing and coughing. So that's, that's not good music. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a Bright Red Boots tune here from uh, from the albums, from the old days, from 2001, um, because uh, A, I have it, B, um, I think maybe it also speaks to this question of, uh, of aesthetics, because they are, it's another form of stuff I've made that may or may not appeal more to my own generation. I, I do not know. It is all a great big mystery. Um, anyway, so I'm going to throw on a, a little little bright red boots tune. I'm going to go with uh, I Don't Joke About Love, which is I just re-listened to, and I was like, wow, my voice sounds different. I sound a lot younger, and I was. <laughs> but also, I don't remember sounding that young. So, like, I, I, I haven't listened to it in ages, and maybe it's just, you know, Maybe maybe it's just the particular way I was listening, so it sounded different. But uh, it's funny. Like I I definitely <laughs> my voice has has changed a, a little bit. Um, that's a that's a that's a strange discovery that I had not particularly noticed. But maybe it's just on that song. Like maybe I was doing something like trying to be cute a little bit or something. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. You tell me. You guys, you've been listening to the podcast for a while. Um, yeah, let me know if you hear if you hear a, a difference in, in time because, you know, 2001 was a little while ago. <laughs> wow. Okay, so um, thank you so much for listening this year. If you are a patron on Patreon, um, I am working on your zines. Um, I have the structure for the printed one. I haven't printed them yet, um, and I'm trying to get the PDF version together. Uh, so, but it'll it's it's on the way. Work, working on it, happening soon. If you are not a patron and you want one of those zines, you could sign up within the next couple of days and I'll still send you one. How about that? Um, speaking of Patreon, it's patreon.com slash Emily R. Davis. There's also Ko-fi and PayPal if you'd like to, you know, support a struggling artist this year. 
Um, or you could wait till next year. I will, I'm sure, need support next year as well. <laughs> so thank you again for listening this crazy year, for being a part of uh, the blogcast experience. Um, I'm grateful for all of my listeners um, to both the podcasts. And if you haven't heard the other podcast, check it out. It's now complete. We got 10 episodes and they are all there. So search for The Dragoning wherever you get your podcast. And um, here's a song that I wrote in response to uh, an actor I was working with who was constantly flirting with me in a really confusing way <laughs> where he thought he was hilarious. But I was like, are you is this a joke or what? what's happening? Anyway, that's where the, that's where this song came from. Actors, you know? Anyway, here is I Don't Joke About Love. Well, I know you're a stand-up comedian, but you're sitting down tonight. So I don't know if you're joking or putting me on, but it's not funny and it's not right. Because I don't joke. Circus clown, but the tent is down tonight. You squeak your nose as you bandy love around. Maybe those big shoes are too tight. Cause I don't joke about love. And I would hope that you'd have the sense to know that. you're funny it's the best thing about you when you call me honey you better make sure that it's true you love like a madman and then you play a cool hand well i don't know if you are april fooling i know you're a sitcom actor now but there's no laugh track tonight so when you tell me you love me with one eyebrow you could be earnest or you might